0: welcome to episode 33 of the ask achieve show where we answer all your burning questions on all things health fitness and business
1: we're your hosts lauren and jason pack and we're on a mission to bring inclusivity and positive vibes to the fitness space today we're going to be discussing the best lower back safe ab exercises getting back into a fitness and nutrition routine after some time off and becoming a personal trainer even when that's not your major we hope you're excited let's get into the show
0: What's up, Achievers? Episode 33.
1: It's a nice Larry Bird number.
0: I was just going to say that. Oh, were you? That's really weird, actually. That is weird. Especially because I'm not a Celtics fan, but um, anyway. Anyway. <laughs> um, so yesterday we went to Allied Strength. Um, that is Kevin Larrabee's uh, new gym. Uh, he opened it up, what, like four months ago? mm mm-hmm. um, is awesome it had that new gym smell it's kind of like a you know how people love the new car smell like we really like as coaches we love the new gym smell so it smelled like rubber gym flooring and urethane plates and (laughs) kevin was was
1: saying if asking if we should bottle it up and try to sell it but i feel like it's very niche market i
0: think axe body spray would do it you know would do it really well with that so (laughs) um but yeah so he opened up four four ish months ago um he is the um he he's the host. founder, the host. Yeah, that, that's, that's the word I was looking for. The I host am. of the FitCast, um, which is probably like one of th- and definitely the strength and conditioning uh, like industry, but maybe the fitness industry is like one of the longest running podcasts. I mean, he's been running it for 10 years, uh, which seems crazy. And we actually ran into Kevin at a Perform Better Summit um, way back when. And he's just like it was like we were best friends, like right from the start. Like he, we just like hit it off right away. He like he didn't like it wasn't like he was like oh I'm the host of the Fitcast so I'm, I'm too cool for school oh no. yeah. like he was just an awesome guy right from the get go so um, luckily we've been able to uh, keep in good contact with him ever since but if you live in the Gloucester Massachusetts area definitely do check out Allied Strength um, he's building it up from the ground up right now and the community we can tell is already going to be awesome so. Definitely check them out.
1: There's even a former Achiever as a member there now. Oh, yeah. Ellen. She was a founding member at Achieve and she moved to Gloucester. Yep. Yeah. So happy that she found Kevin. So, yes. It's awesome. So, yeah. <laughs> um, awesome. Yeah. That was pretty much our last couple days. Yeah. That was nothing, the big event. Nothing
0: new to report. So. Cool. Yeah. So let's go All on right, to the questions. So, we'll
1: go right into the questions. So, our first question comes from. Kogito Sum too. Is yes. that how you would pronounce that? Um, they asked, what are the best ab and core exercises that are safe for lumbar and are very challenging, but not dragonfly because that's hurt, that hurts my shoulder. <laughs> Thank you. Uh,
0: okay. So um, we know Kogito Sum because she's been a long time chief follower. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we, uh, like we've like we seen a bunch of videos of her and she's definitely very strong. Um, and I, I know she has some sort of history of back issues. Um, but in terms of ab exercises that are safe for your back, we really like things that are just going to keep your spine in more of a neutral posture. So we wouldn't really necessarily recommend things like hollow holds or like V-ups or sort of like those gymnasty ab exercises, right? Maybe not yeah, even dragon flags, I actually. Guess if
1: you're, it depends if you're flexion intolerant, yeah. um, which some people are more extension intolerant. So it depends on what. That's true. your lower back. So yeah. a lot of people who have pain with extension when they arch their back, that actually, like a hollow hold actually feels really good. Yeah. Um, whereas people who have pain when they round their back, like if they bend over and that's what tends to like throw their back out, um, then we would probably stay away from those like hollow hold, um, dragon flag kind of, kind of things. Yeah. So it does depend on like what your, what your particular issue is. Yeah. Um some people are both flexion and extension intolerant and just like need to be pretty neutral all the time
0: yeah i mean some i mean actually some of the people that are more flexion intolerant even like dead bugs and marching like that can really irritate their backs as well and they actually need to keep a slightly extended posture to keep them in more of a you know out of that flexion um pattern so
1: yeah so for them it would be probably recommend things more like um anti-rotation work um like a paloff press if you know what that is so with a cable machine um grabbing the handle and pulling it into your chest and then pressing it out in front of you and resisting that pull back toward the cable machine so you have to use your core to resist that rotational pull um so that's one way to still do you can still do that with a completely neutral spine um you don't move like flex or extend your back at all um, other things would be like farmers carries, where you're also in a standing upright position and holding two heavy dumbbells or kettlebells and walking with them. Um, it actually it challenges your grip, but it also really challenges your core if you're if you're doing them well.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and as far as uh, specific advice for is it Kogito Kogito-san?
1: I think so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> as far as uh, no
1: for saying it wrong. Specific
0: advice for her. I mean, she has tagged us in videos where she's actually doing the hollow holds and. Things where her spine is semi-flexed so i think things like um uh weighted planks um body saws so that's where your feet are on let's say furniture sliders or valve slides or feet in a trx while you're down low in a low plank position and then from there slowly pushing your body away from your arms you're kind of drifting back and that really increases the demand on your um on your core because you're really lengthening that lever out Um, so the body saws are a really good one Um, ab wheel rollouts barbell uh, rollouts um, stability ball plank extensions really anything where you start in a slightly neutral to flex position and you reach your arms out in front of you is going to be very challenging on your core yeah Um, but also not really putting you at too much extension or too much flexion which I think helps right yeah cool yeah So hopefully that helps. Sweet.
1: Um, All right. Next question comes from uh, Edward K. Chung. So this is a little bit of a long one, but I'm going to read the whole thing. So he said, thoughts on getting back into shape, uh, parentheses, regain strength, mobility, and performance in terms of training protocol and diet. Looking at long-term and... Looking at long-term, and I'm okay with cycling, diets, and training regimens. but thoughts on where to start? I'm a former football-slash-rugby player whose current season of life with raising a child limits time resources. I'm familiar with programs such as 5x5, Starting Strength, Convict Training, and other bodyweight training, but where do I start to get back on track? I'm fairly confident in my ability to be disciplined in terms of diet. I'm currently running a fairly steady state diet that consists of cyclic keto and low carb as I don't need too much excess energy to maintain my somewhat sedentary lifestyle. I know that it is all a process, but I'm having difficulty in where to start. The allure of regaining past PRs are there, but I know that the journey starts with consistency across the board. So where to start from, for a time-strapped young dad that wants something long-term but effective?
0: All right, awesome. so there's a lot there, and obviously, uh, is, it's Edward. I think so. Edward. Uh, yes. Yes. Um, he, I mean, he cl- he's clearly been doing this for a while. He's been a fo- former football player, rugby player, and he's been on a lot of these um, training regimens, these strength training regimens, as well as he seems to be um, knowledgeable on like specific diet plans as well. Um, I think the big thing here is that to it's, it's it's just going to be a more time constrained point of your life because you have the child right now, um, and I think that it's it's while it's difficult to not compare yourself to your previous self with your previous PRs, maybe with your previous body composition levels, um, I think if you're just I guess just kind to yourself right now and know that you're doing something amazing in the fact that you're raising a child that's going to you know grow up in this wonderful world and um you know if that's that's going to be your number one priority right now and obviously you've already have decided that that you know everything else is going to just take a back seat like when we opened up achieve that was like our baby at the time yeah. we went from having worked out three to four times a week consistently to once or twice a week and like that was our baby. Like we barely could sleep. We barely had any energy to function outside of our work hours. Um, but now we're in a place where we're back to three to four times a week. We're almost uh actually I'm I'm stronger actually than I was previously. Yeah. Um and just in a much better point. So I think just understanding that there is a light at the end of the tunnel when your baby grows up a little <laughs> bit that you can start to get a little bit more serious again, but just being kind to yourself throughout this process.
1: Yeah, definitely. I was going to start with the same advice is to not is to try as best you can, and it's hard, to not compare yourself to your previous self. Um, but sometimes it's even more harmful than comparing yourself to other people. Yeah, totally. Because you have something so specific to go off of. of like, you know that you were able to do this, and when you go back and try it again and you can't, it's, it's really hard. So this advice sounds really simple. Like, just yeah. be nicer to yourself. It's <laughs> really, really hard. Um, but that is going to be step one is to... To think about all the things that you're doing right now, and you can compare that to all the things that you were doing in the past. The things that you were doing in the past that you were spending all your time on were physical endeavors like football and rugby. Yeah. And you are probably spending so much extra time doing extra stuff um, physically. And now you just don't have that time or you're dedicating that time to other other things in life, and that's okay. And so the first thing is to just say, like, that's okay. I you know I accept that that that's where I'm at in life, but now let's try to optimize what I can do with the time that I do have. Um, and so, in terms of getting back on track, in terms of like, let's say you might have two times a week to train, right? Yeah, like that might be reasonable. Like you can allot two hours in your week to train. Or another way of thinking about it, which might be easier, is as a new parent, sometimes spreading out those hours into 20 minute blocks in a day might be easier like during nap time or something like that where you actually instead of thinking about your workouts as having to be a full hour long full body total body strength workout like break it up and do 20 minutes a day and maybe you can still get all the work in that you're hoping to get in in a week but you can do it in less time
0: yeah i think we've kind of like especially with our parents at achieve we've kind of had like a a split ratio of people that wanted to have more consistent, shorter workouts that were a little more, like, body weighty, I guess. And then the other ratio of being more, like, heavier strength training session once or twice a week where they really concentrate the effort. Yeah. Um, you know, as far as um, specifically for Edward, who has had experience with 5x5 and things like that, what I'd probably recommend is some sort of, like, very loose, flexible starting strength type of program where you do essentially three, four, five sets of five with a just a moderately challenging weight and you try to increase that week in and week out. Now, the flexibility part comes into play where let's say you had a rough night's sleep. You know, the baby wasn't sleeping well, so you were up all night. You're not going to want to hit the same numbers that you did the previous week. I mean, you're not going to want to increase the numbers from the previous week because you're going to be probably really low energy. So I remember when we were opening Achieve, like, you know, 225 for a squad felt like nothing one week and then 215 felt like that world's heaviest thing the following week just because of the, the circumstances and the stress buildup and things like that. So I think think about it instead of thinking about every workout increasing or every week increasing, but maybe every month or every couple months, there's a general trend of increasing in the right direction instead of imposing a five to 10 pound um Weight jump every single time you go into the gym, kind of thing.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I would also recommend starting around sixty percent, like something that yeah. feels like sixty percent now, not sixty percent of your previous PR. Um, but go in and do move through the motions at about sixty, maybe up to seventy percent when you first start out, um, because moving at all is gonna is gonna be a stimulus right now. It's gonna be more than what you've been doing, so. Try not to. We that we fell into that trap all the time of being like, I took a week off, so I have to go right back to my weights that I was doing before. Or I'll lose all my gains, and it's like, no, it's actually gonna. We're gonna get hurt. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna get so sore that we can't train again for two weeks. So start out fairly light in that like sixty to seventy percent range, and increase from there. And increase like Jason was saying, very slowly and very gradually, um, because you are gonna, you are, your body will respond to that stimulus much more so or much better than it will respond to you just like completely breaking it down and it's going to take you so long to recover and it's going to just kind of set you back so
0: yeah and i think the final piece of this is i wouldn't necessarily recommend a keto or a carb cycling type of diet right now i mean that's going to really limit your energy supplies even though you might feel like you're sedentary like there's a lot of mental energy a lot of just like psychological energy devoted towards raising your child right now and like to severely limit your carb intake could really just just give you just a lot of just feeling of like tiredness and dullness and uh, lethargy is, is that how you pronounce it. Lethargy, le- lethargy. I was actually
1: literally going to say it, and then I was like, <laughs> "Lethargic," but I think it's lethargy. I think it's lethargy. I think you said it it right. sounds,
0: sounds weird, but but anyway, <laughs> you, you know, you would get a feeling of that, and you, maybe you you get some slight body composition, like, but like it's. I don't think it's worth it in that regard. Um, what we would probably recommend is just having another yeah, just like a more loose, I guess, diet where you just kind of. What I'm trying to say here, you just you basically track what you're doing right now and then trying to figure out what's the least amount that you can do to influence your diet to start to go where you want to go.
1: Yeah, right? I see what you're saying. So yeah. say right now, and I mean, it sounds like he's doing a little bit with his diet already, mm-hmm. um, but so probably the physical fitness part of this is going to be more helpful, but say right now, um, you're eating like eggs and veggies for breakfast. Then you're having, um, like a salad with, with some protein for lunch. But then at dinner, like it's, this is when life gets crazy and you might be like ordering out or might be doing like, you know, pizza or Thai food or something like that. Um, how can you make that like 1% better? So keep breakfast and lunch the same. Don't worry about that because it's already good. And then maybe like honestly smallest changes that you can make right now. So if you've been ordering pizza every night, which I don't think is what he's doing. <laughs> yeah, but if you have, like can you get a side salad and have one less slice of pizza with a salad as opposed to three slices of pizza? Yeah. Um, so like really minor changes like that add up and make a big difference in the long run. Um, I think a lot of people think about changing their diet as like, I can't do anything bad anymore yeah. or quote unquote bad. There is no such thing. Um, but having that idea of 1% better, like choose one slice of pizza is better than three. Yeah, <laughs> And you know, like a bagel, a half a bagel in the morning is better than a whole bagel in the morning. So instead of worrying about like, Oh, if I've been eating bagels and now I have to go to eating eggs and spinach like it doesn't have to be that extreme right away and it actually will make it a lot harder for you to stick to um so start thinking about those small changes that you can make over time um and they will really add up yeah Cool. And I don't know if that's, I mean, I don't think that that's his specific situation. Mm-hmm. Um, what I guess I would say right now is if you're doing keto and you feel like you have plenty of energy, um, then keep doing what you're doing. But when you do go to add those extra workouts in, that's where we would put some extra carbs. So put them around your workouts, yeah, um, either before or after, just to give you some energy, at least for the workout. Um, and then just keep assessing your energy levels as you go through that and and see what you how you feel and if you feel like you might need a little bit more energy throughout the day adding some carbs in again closer to your workout would probably be ideal yeah cool nice all right we have one more question This one is from Lizzie in Wonderland 33. She asked a question a couple days ago, I think, but or a couple weeks ago, but we like this one. so, And we have personal experience with this one. So they said, hey, Jason and Lauren, here's my question. I will be back in school for my master's later this year. Fitness is always my passion, and I want to be a part-time PT someday. Where do you think I should start with it? Where do you think I should start with if my major is not related at all? I already had another question. Oh, no, I don't have to. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Um, So if my major is not related at all, that's the question. Yes. Sorry, there was other stuff in there, but it wasn't really related (laughs) to the question. Um, So if you want to be a personal trainer, how do you start doing that when you're in school for something else? And we have experience with that because (laughs) we have done that. Um, I started training in my... Um, well, I went to a, we went to a five-year college, so it was my middler year or was it sophomore year?
0: I don't remember. Actually, I don't remember.
1: It was either my second or third year of, of college. Um, and I was in school for journalism. I was going to be a reporter for the Boston Red Sox. That was my (laughs) dream, (laughs) um, which still would be pretty cool, but I like what I'm doing better now. Um, But anyway, I was in journalism school. Jason had just gotten a job at Boston Sports Club. He let me know that uh, his fitness manager, they were looking for female trainers and he thought I would like that job as like a summer gig. And so I started training there, realized I was absolutely in love with it, knew I would continue to do it throughout the rest of school. Um, But I stayed with my major. I stayed with my journalism major. I couldn't really change majors at that point. It was it would have been another couple years of school. Um, I couldn't afford that. So I just continued to study journalism as well as study personal training on the set.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean, all of our coaches, except for Ted, has d- doesn't have a degree in the field, right. and that's including Lauren and myself as well. And we know, I mean, just so many coaches and trainers out there that don't also uh, that also don't have a degree. Um, so it's definitely not a requirement. So I don't think education is like the end-all be-all, definitely not, uh, especially if you start to pursue continued edu- continue education, like FMS, like we've talked about in previous uh, previous episodes, Strong First, USAW, like kind of these like top-level certifications are going to put you at a, just a really high level of coaching right from the get-go. Um, but in terms of starting to become a PT, or, sorry, starting to become a personal trainer, I think it just has to be a matter of just going in and doing it right yeah you know i think like trying to find just your everyday big box gym for the most part um like uh for us it would be like a boston sports club or a health works uh, something along those lines where you just go in and then you just just taste it see how it feels see how you enjoy it because working out and really enjoying working out is one thing being a personal trainer and having that be your career is a whole nother animal where you have to deal with working uh, and training clients when they're not working, which means that you'll have to be training them at five, six, seven, eight in the morning, and then keep training afterwards at five, six, seven, eight at night. Yeah. Hours during the day, weekends, holidays—like all these times when people aren't working—like you're kind of expected to work. So it becomes um, a very draining process, and which is why there's so much burnout within the field. Um, so and the only way to really tell if you are men for the field is just to just try it out and see like start training sessions start training for people for free and understand what the lifestyle entails and then kind of go from there
1: Yeah. I mean, that really is the only way to know. Um, You can speculate all you want about like what it would be like, but you just won't know until you do it. Um, And if you can do it while you're studying and you love it while you're even in school, which I did, you realize that you really are passionate about it because it's a lot of work. And it will be a lot of work if you decide to take that on while you're and you're going to be going for your master's. I was doing undergrad um, that's even a little bit different, something I did do, and I don't know, I don't have a master's degree, so I don't know if this is a thing, but in, for undergrad, we had some like classes that we could just take to fill different requirements. And so I took a lot of, I took like anatomy and physiology and I took nutrition. Yeah. I took some courses cause I was already paying for school. I might as well get like, have my, Oh, I mean everybody else was taking like you know, the history of rock and roll or like (laughs) the easiest classes you could take. And I was like, I'm going to learn about my field. Like, this is what I really love. So if you have the chance to take a college course in like exercise physiology or something like that, do it. Great. That would be awesome. Um, But you can do a lot of your research on your own um, as you're starting to get experience in the field. So I would, I would say number one thing, like Jason said, is to just jump in and start doing it. And a lot of colleges actually have gyms that you can teach classes at there. Mm, that's true. Um, so you could even start with that. You can start going to take some classes at the, the gym that your university is has. And if you enjoy them, you can talk to them about being an instructor. I don't think that that's, it's a very hard process to become, uh, an instructor at a university. I don't believe so. No. Um, so that could be a good place to start. Um, yeah. And kind of work your way from there. But I, I would say it's doable. It's hard. Um, cause you're studying for two different things simultaneously, but if you do love it, you'll, you'll find out in that moment because it's going to be really all you can think about.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you know, when it happens so that your passion matches your career, like it's like, you know, no matter how difficult it is, no matter how draining and how crazy the hours are, like, it's like, you also simultaneously get energized from it as well. So, right, right. Um, but yeah, we we can't really answer the question for you until you actually go ahead and try. But definitely, you, the fact that your education does not align with becoming a personal trainer has no no influence on it. Doesn't matter. Yeah
1: funny side note. So my mom who saves everything, my mom, I bring her up so much and she listens to the podcast. And every time, every Thursday she comes in for a training session, she's like, I was cracking up at the podcast. <laughs> so she's probably going to say that again. Um, but she, <laughs> she brought in the other, like a couple weeks ago, an article that I wrote for my, um, journalism degree. I had to actually write an article in a news, in a local newspaper and I decided to write it on Zumba and I wrote it on this, like this was 10 years ago. Um, I wrote Wrote it on like I took a Zumba class and wrote about this new fitness trend. The growing
0: trend of Zumba. The
1: growing trend of Zumba. But it was like no matter what I was doing, I was always relating stuff back to fitness. And I it was so it was still unclear at that point to me that that was going to be what I would do with my life. But it was also pretty clear at the same time. Yeah, now that you look back, when on you it. look back, you're like, wow, that's all I really thought about. And even like school projects were based around that. Yeah. And yeah, it's pretty <laughs> funny. So yeah. All right. Well, those are our questions for the day.
0: Those are the questions. Perfect. Cool. Uh, we got a bunch of reviews after uh, last podcast. Yeah, it's sh- was- a
1: feel good, feel good moment the- reading those in the car on the way here. Yeah.
0: Let me sh- let me shout them out real quick. Uh, it was a uh, I saw three three boys mom right three yes. boys mom lover boy zero nine great name <laughs> and cook ten and Maxine LG thank. Thank you. Thank all of you guys
1: for
0: your positive reviews. I think Maxine
1: is doing the challenge. Oh, she she is doing the challenge. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Shout out to Maxine. Um, Okay, cool. So that about wraps it up for today. If you have any questions, please DM us at Achieve Fitness Boston on Instagram. Um, If any of you other listeners out there would want to leave a review, we'd greatly appreciate it. We do read them. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that's about it. So until next time. Peace. Love. And and muscles.
1: muscles.